Is California's water literally going to pot? That and other stories for the week ending March 29th, 2015. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. On Saturday, March 28th, 2015, there were 11 earthquakes in the continental United States measuring more than 2.5 on the Richter scale. Eight of those were in Oklahoma, and in the past week, the state experienced about 50. Many Oklahomans are concerned that the quake activity in the state has been caused by oil drillers injecting wastewater into the ground. The injection wells could be lubricating fault lines leading to the quakes. Last week, it was learned that officials in Oklahoma have issued new regulations requiring well operators to prove they aren't injecting water into the layer of rock where geologic faults lie. If they cannot do so, they will have to take action to insulate the injected water from the layer of granite. A spokesperson for the Oklahoma Corporation Commission, which regulates oil and gas, told State Impact that statistically, the more earthquakes you have, with an increase in magnitude, the greater your chance for a major quake. And he implied that a major quake could occur at any time. The Hanford Nuclear Reservation in eastern Washington state was part of the Manhattan Project during World War II and produced material for the bomb that dropped on Nagasaki. Subsequently, it has been used to produce material for the nation's nuclear arsenal. Hanford is also home to a nuclear power plant that stores radioactive spent fuel. The soil and groundwater at Hanford is contaminated with nuclear waste, and some of that polluted groundwater is already entering the Columbia River. Most of the radioactive pollution that now gets into the Columbia is quickly diluted in the huge river, but environmentalists warn that contaminated groundwater plumes are growing. The Daily Beast is reporting that there are now concerns that one natural disaster, such as an earthquake, flood, or fire, could have major effects on Washington's agricultural industry. Washington is the second largest producer of wine in the country and the third largest exporter of fruits and vegetables. About 160 wineries are within a 60-mile radius of Hanford, not to mention the quarter of a million people who live in the nearby Tri-Cities area. Meanwhile, the Obama administration's budget for the next year proposes spending cuts for cleanup along the Columbia River by almost $204 million, down to $108 million. Washington Senator Patty Murray told the Tri-City Herald that she fears the Department of Energy is trying to pull the plug on cleanup efforts. A recent study highlights the effects of marijuana cultivation on water in Northern California. Until now, the impacts of pot growing there have not been documented. But now a study by the California Department of Fish and Wildlife concludes that the demand for water to grow pot, along with the current drought, are having a lethal, if not damaging, effect on endangered salmon and steelhead trout. The report notes that a pot plant requires about six gallons of water per day, and the demand exceeds the stream flow in some areas. The lead author of the study told RT News that all of the streams with large-scale marijuana cultivation went dry. Efforts are now underway to compel pot growers to obtain permits for water diversion and discharge. Meanwhile, many other Californians are turning over every rock to find sources of water, from recycling to desalination to tapping prehistoric aquifers. So it might shock you to learn that bottled water companies such as Nestle 
continue to pull water out of streams and aquifers. But as the drought worsens, their water draws have become the target of activists. A group gathered recently at a Sacramento bottling facility to protest Nestle's virtually unlimited use of water, while local residents have had to cope with increased restrictions. The coalition, known as the Crunch Nestle Alliance, claims the company is draining up to 80 million gallons of water a year and paying a residential rate for the privilege. The group is demanding that Nestle either pay rates that are commensurate with their profits or shut down production until the drought ends. And that's not the only place in California bottled water is getting scrutiny. Earlier this month, Ian James of the Desert Sun published an extensive investigation of the industry and found that no state agency is tracking exactly how much water is used by all of the bottled water plants in California, nor monitoring the effects on water supplies and ecosystems statewide. And speaking of bottled beverages, finally this week... According to the latest data published by Beverage Digest, Americans are buying less soda pop. Sales of soft drinks in the United States have plummeted over the past five years, according to the market research firm Euromonitor. That includes both regular and diet soda. So what's driving this trend? Two things. Americans are reaching instead for energy drinks, fortified water, bottled or tap water. The second and possibly more significant reason The numerous headlines claiming that diet soda causes accumulation of belly fat and an increased risk of strokes, heart attacks, and diabetes. Add to that a growing mistrust of artificial sweeteners such as aspartame, and diet soda sales are going flat. The American Beverage Association, which represents Coke, Pepsi, and others, has responded by funding studies showing the benefits of the diet drinks. Which they hope will put the fizz back in soda pop. This Week in Water is a production of H2O Radio and is sponsored by Colorado WaterWise. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org.